بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما Continuing where we left off last week in the biography of the great Sahabi, the great Khalifa Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu Tonight we want to mention some of the virtues of Umar ibn al-Khattab as narrated from the words of the Prophet وسلم, and also narrated from the words of some of the companions. And these narrations show the greatness of Umar ibn al-Khattab and his closeness to the Prophet and the love that the Prophet had for him. After Amr ibn al-As successfully led the battle that was known as Dhatu Salasil. This was one of the campaigns that the Prophet sent some of his companions upon. And he put Amr ibn al-As in charge of this expedition. So Alhamdulillah, it was a successful expedition and it was a great victory for the Muslims under the command of Amr ibn al-As. So when Amr ibn al-As came back to Medina and he gave the news to the Prophet of this great victory, the Prophet was very happy. And his happiness towards Amr ibn al-As could be seen in the way that he was speaking to him. So Amr ibn al-As saw the happiness of the Prophet and he thought that this means this happiness that the Prophet is showing to me, the way that he's talking to me, maybe this means that I am the most beloved person to the Prophet So this was the way of the Prophet the way that he interacted with his companions when he was talking to a person that person would feel that the Prophet ﷺ has a great love for him. So Amr ibn al-As, he thought that the way that the Prophet ﷺ was speaking to him, it means that perhaps he loves me more than he loves any other of his companions. So he asked the Prophet ﷺ, Ya Rasulullah, Ayyu nasi ahabbu ilayk? And he was hoping that he would hear his own name. Amr ibn al-As, he asked the Prophet ﷺ, Ya Rasulullah, who is the most beloved of the people to you? And then the Prophet ﷺ replied, he said, Aisha. He said, Aisha is the most beloved of people to me. So then Amr ibn al-As, he said, Min al-Rijal, I'm talking about the men. And he was hoping that he would hear his own name. He said, Min al-Rijal, from the men, who is the most beloved person to you? And then the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Abuha. He said, Aisha is the most beloved person to me. And from the men, her father is the most beloved person to me, Abu Bakr. So then Amr said, okay, let me ask one more. Thummaman, who is the next one after Abu Bakr? Who is the next most beloved person to you? And then the Prophet said, Umar. And then Amr ibn al-As, he asked again and again and again. He asked a few times and he didn't hear his name. So then he said, then I stopped asking because I was afraid I'm never going to hear my name. So he stopped asking. Right? But this hadith, it just shows the love that the Prophet ﷺ had for Umar ibn al-Khattab. That he was second only to Abu Bakr. 
from the male companions of the Prophet ﷺ. Of course, Abu Bakr was his closest companion. And Umar was second. So it shows the greatness of Umar ibn al-Khattab and the closeness that he had to the Prophet ﷺ. Also, another narration that shows the virtue and the greatness of Umar ibn al-Khattab is the narration of Muhammad ibn al-Hanafiyyah. Now, Muhammad ibn al-Hanafiyyah he was the son of Ali ibn Abi Talib. After Fatima, the wife of Ali, passed away, Ali radiallahu an, he remarried. He married a woman who was known as Al-Hanafiyya. And he had a son with this marriage and his name was Muhammad. So Muhammad ibn Al-Hanafiyya, he is actually the son of Ali ibn Abi Talib. So Muhammad ibn al-Hanafiyah, he asked his father Ali ibn Abi Talib. He said to him, Ya Abi, Ya Abi, Ayyu nasi khair ba'da Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Oh my father, who is the best of mankind after the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? And then Ali radiallahu anhu, he said Abu Bakr. And then Muhammad al-Hanafiyah, he asked, his father, Thummaman, after Abu Bakr, then who is next? And then Ali radiallahu anhu, he said, Umar. And then Muhammad ibn al-Hanafiyyah, he said, then after he said Umar, then I was afraid if I ask him again, he's going to say Uthman. So I said, instead of asking him Thummaman, I said to him, Thumma ant, then you, after Umar, then you. And then Ali radiallahu anhu, he said, Ma ana, ma ana illa rajulun min al-Muslimin. He said, I'm, I'm just a man from the Muslims. I'm just a normal person from the Muslims. It shows the, the humbleness of Ali radiallahu anhu. But it also shows how he recognized the greatness of Abu Bakr. And then after Abu Bakr, directly after Abu Bakr, the next best person was Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu. So this was something that was recognized by the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Also from the narrations which show the virtue of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu an is the hadith of Ibn Umar radiallahu an where he mentions Kharaja Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam adhata yawm bayna Abi Bakr wa Umar that one day the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he went out in the city with Abu Bakr and Umar so the three of them together the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Abu Bakr and Umar and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that this is the way that we are going to be resurrected. Just like the three of us are together, walking together, we will be resurrected together as well. And this is something that can be seen from the fact that the Prophet ﷺ and Abu Bakr and Umar, these three, they are buried side by side. These three are buried next to each other, so they will be resurrected together like this as well. So it shows the greatness of Abu Bakr and the greatness of Umar radiallahu Also from the narrations which show the virtue of Umar radiallahu and how this was recognized by the companions is the narration of Abu Juhayfa where he mentions Sami'tu Aliyan radiallahu anhu yaqul Ala ukhbirukum bi khayri hadhihi al-ummati ba'da nabiyyiha Ali radiallahu anhu, he addressed the people and he said, should I not tell you who is the best of this ummah after its prophet? 
the best of this ummah after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he answered his own question. He said, Abu Bakr. It is Abu Bakr. And then he said, Ala ukhbirukum bi khayri hadhihi al-ummah ba'da Abi Bakr. And should I tell you, should I not tell you who is the best of this ummah after Abu Bakr? And then he answered his own question and he said, Umar. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, of course he is the best. And from the companions, the best is Abu Bakr and the second best is Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu Also, the fact that this was recognized, the greatness of Umar was recognized by the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is proven by the fact that Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu he had a daughter named Umm Kulthum. Umm Kulthum, she was the sister of Al-Hasan and Al-Husayn. So this was the granddaughter of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Umm Kulthum, the daughter of Ali radiallahu And during the Khilafah of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu Ali radiallahu married his daughter Umm Kulthum to Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu This is much later after the death of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Ali radiallahu married his daughter Umm Kulthum to Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu And it shows the respect and the honor that he had for Umar radiallahu From the virtues of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu is the fact that he was very humble. Even though he was very severe in his adherence to the religion of Allah and very strict in that, at the same time he was very humble. So one day... Umar ibn al-Khattab during his Khilafah he was in Mecca he was in Mecca and there was an old man there was an old Sheikh of Mecca and Umar respected this man due to the fact that he was old that he was a man who was in the later stages of his life so Umar showed this man the respect that the elderly deserve so he respected this man and he honored him and he was generous to him he gave him from the wealth. So this, this old man of Mecca, he was very happy with this treatment by Umar ibn al-Khattab. This is Amirul Mu'mineen, and he's treating me with such honor, such respect, and he's being so generous towards me. So the old man, he said to Umar ibn al-Khattab, he said, I have never known anyone after the Prophet wasallam who is so devoted to the religion and so generous to the people. After the Prophet ﷺ, I know of no one, I don't know anyone who is better than you. So Umar when he heard this, he lightly hit this man on his back with the whip that he had in his hand. He lightly hit him on his back. And then he said, what about Abu Bakr? How are you saying that I'm the best person after the Prophet ﷺ? What about Abu Bakr? And then this old man, he said, Wallahi, I never met Abu Bakr and I don't know him and I never interacted with him. So I'm just saying from what I've seen and what I know. And then Umar radiallahu anhu, he said, okay, if that's the case, then I'll leave this. But if you had known Abu Bakr, if you had known Abu Bakr and you still made such a statement, then I would have whipped you badly with this whip of mine. So it just shows the humbleness of Umar ibn al-Khattab. He was not willing for anyone to praise him over Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. So he knew that the position of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu was higher than his position. And he was humble and he respected that. Radiallahu anhu wa 
Also from the narrations which show the virtue and the greatness of Umar ibn al-Khattab is the hadith of Abu Musa al-Ash'ari So Abu Musa he mentions that one day, one morning he decided that today I will be the companion of the Prophet Today I'm free, I don't have any work to do so I will spend my whole day with the Prophet accompanying the Prophet So he made that intention when he got up in the morning. That this day, today, it is for the Prophet and I will be with him the whole day. So he made this intention and he went to the masjid. Abu Musa went to the masjid to look for the Prophet to accompany him. So he went to the masjid and he didn't find the Prophet there. So he asked the people, have you seen Rasulullah? And the people in the masjid, they said, yeah, he left a while back and he went that way. And they showed him the direction where the Prophet ﷺ went. So Abu Musa, he followed that direction. And eventually, he found the Prophet ﷺ in the garden of Bi'ir Urais. This is a garden that is near Masjid Quba. And it has a well in that garden. And the well in that garden is known as Bi'ir Urais. The well of Urais. So Abu Musa, he found the Prophet ﷺ in that garden. And the Prophet ﷺ was sitting on the wall of the well. So just imagine a well. It's a circular type of structure, right? A circular type of structure which is open in the middle. And that's where you put down the bucket to get the water. So the Prophet ﷺ, he was sitting on the wall of the well and his legs were in the well. So basically he's sitting on the wall of the well with his legs dangling down into the well. So the Prophet ﷺ was sitting here. And Abu Musa, he saw the Prophet ﷺ, he entered and he gave salam to the Prophet ﷺ. And then he said to himself, He said to himself that today I will be the gatekeeper of the Prophet ﷺ. That the Prophet ﷺ, he's sitting in this garden, sitting on the well, relaxing. I will be his gatekeeper. I will stand at the entrance of the garden and I will not allow anyone to enter upon Rasulullah until I ask the Prophet ﷺ for permission. So whoever comes, I'm going to be like the security today for the Prophet ﷺ. He made this intention and he, he stood by the gate of the garden. So after some time, Abu Bakr radiallahu an came and Abu Musa he said to Abu Bakr wait before you enter wait I will ask Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam if you can come in so Abu Musa he goes to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam who is still sitting on the well and he tells the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam ya Rasulullah Abu Bakr wants permission to enter and the Prophet said, Give him permission to enter and give him glad tidings of Jannah, that he is one of the people of Jannah. So Abu Musa, he went back and he told Abu Bakr that the Prophet gives you permission, you can come in. And he also gives you glad tidings of Jannah. What a great honor for Abu Bakr. So Abu Bakr, he entered. And he sat next to the Prophet ﷺ on the well. So the Prophet ﷺ is sitting on the well with his legs dangling down into the well. And Abu Bakr ﷺ sits to his right in the same way 
with his legs dangling down into the well as well. So the Prophet ﷺ and Abu Bakr are now sitting next to each other. And Abu Musa, he goes back to the gate to continue his duty as the guard of the Prophet ﷺ. As the gatekeeper of the Prophet ﷺ. Now when Abu Musa heard what the Prophet ﷺ said regarding Abu Bakr, give him permission to come in and give him glad tidings of Jannah. He hoped that his own brother would be the next person to enter the garden. And he hoped that he would get the same glad tidings as Abu Bakr got as well. Because when Abu Musa left his home in the morning with this intention to accompany the Prophet ﷺ for this day, Abu Musa's brother was also with him. And he was going to catch up with him. He was making wudu when Abu Musa left. And he said to Abu Musa that, you go and I will catch up with you. So now Abu Musa is hoping that, okay, I hope my brother comes, he catches up with me, and he asks for permission to enter the garden like Abu Bakr did, and I hope that the Prophet ﷺ will say the same thing to him and give him that glad tidings. So he was hoping that the next person to come would be his own brother. But instead of his own brother, the next person who came to the garden was Umar ibn al-Khattab So Umar he wanted to come in and Abu Musa said, just wait, I will ask Rasulullah Abu Musa, he went to the Prophet and he said, Ya Rasulullah, Umar is here and he is asking for permission to enter. And the Prophet said, Give him permission to enter and also give him glad tidings of Jannah. So Umar, he came in as well and he sat with the Prophet and Abu Bakr. And then afterwards, the next person who came was Uthman ibn Affan an. And the Prophet gave Abu Musa the same instructions for him. That allow Uthman to enter and give him glad tidings of Jannah, but a big trial will come to him. He will face difficulty, he will face problems, but he will have Jannah. And of course, during the Khilaf of Uthman عنه, he faced a lot of problems and a lot of difficulty and he was actually killed at the end of his Khilafah So again, this is a narration. It shows the greatness of Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman عنه, and they are all from the people whom the Prophet وسلم, gave glad tidings of Jannah. Also, from the narrations which mention the virtue of Umar ibn al-Khattab is the hadith of Jabir where Jabir he mentions we were sitting in a gathering with the Prophet so Jabir and a few other companions of the Prophet they were sitting in a, a gathering with the Prophet for a meal that a woman from the Ansar had prepared. So this woman from the Ansar, she prepared a meal and she invited the Prophet ﷺ and some of his companions to come and partake that meal. So Jabir mentions this. He says, I was sitting with the Prophet ﷺ and some companions for this gathering that this woman of the Ansar had prepared some food for us. And while we were sitting in this gathering, the Prophet ﷺ said, يَدْخُلُ عَلَيْكُمْ رَجُلٌ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ a person is going to enter. The next person who enters is a man who is from the people of Jannah. Now the Prophet ﷺ, he received this revelation that the next person who enters is going to be 
from the people of Jannah. But the Prophet ﷺ didn't know who it is going to be who's going to enter. He knows that whoever enters, this is a person from the people of Jannah. This has been revealed to him. But he doesn't know who the person is going to be. So he said, يَدْخُلُ عَلَيْكُمْ رَجُلٌ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ A person is going to come in now and he is from the people of Jannah. And who came in? It was Abu Bakr So Abu Bakr came in and the companions, they went to him and they congratulated him. They gave him congratulations that you are from the people of Jannah. Then after some time, the Prophet ﷺ made the same statement again. He said, يَدْخُلُ عَلَيْكُمْ رَجُلٌ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ The next person who comes in, he is from the people of Jannah. And the next person who came in was Umar ibn al-Khattab So when Umar entered, the companions, they congratulated him for being from the people of Jannah. Then the Prophet said it a third time, يَدْخُلُ عَلَيْكُمْ رَجُلٌ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ and when he said it the third time, that a person from the people, the, the next person who enters is, is a person from the people of Jannah, the Prophet ﷺ, he put his head into his upper garment. So he's wearing an upper garment, and he put his head into his upper garment and he started making dua. He said, Allahumma in shi'ta ja'altahu aliyan. Ya Allah, please make it Ali. The Prophet ﷺ knows that the person who's going to come in is from the people of Jannah, but he doesn't know who it's going to be. But he made dua, Ya Allah. Allahumma in shi'ta ja'altahu aliyan. Ya Allah, if you will, make it Ali. And sure enough, the next person who entered was Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu an. And the people, they congratulated him for being from the people of Jannah. So there are many narrations. There are a number of narrations which mention that Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu an was one of the companions who was given glad tidings of Jannah during his life. Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali, and there are a few others as well. Companions who have been given glad tidings of Jannah while they were alive on this earth. Also from the virtues of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu, there is the hadith of Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu where he mentions that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, أَرْحَمُ أُمَّتِي بِأُمَّتِي أَبُو بَكَرْ وَأَشَدُّهُمْ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ عُمَرْ That the most merciful towards my ummah, from my ummah is Abu Bakr. The most, merciful, the most merciful person in my ummah towards my ummah is Abu Bakr. And the one who is the most severe, the most strict with regards to the religion of Allah is Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu. So it shows Umar's seriousness and his strictness with regards to the religion of Allah. And this is from his virtues. Also from the virtues of Umar ibn al-Khattab is the narration where the Prophet mentions the palace of Umar ibn al-Khattab in Jannah. The Prophet mentions a dream that he had. He mentioned to his companions a dream that he had where he was in Jannah. The Prophet is in Jannah and he saw a woman making wudu next to a beautiful palace. So the Prophet ﷺ, he's in Jannah and he sees a woman making wudu next to a beautiful palace. And he asks, Liman al-Qasr? Who does this palace belong to? Who does this palace belong to? And the answer came, Li Umar ibn al-Khattab, that this palace belongs to Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu. 
So then the Prophet ﷺ, when he heard that that palace was for Umar and there was a woman next to the palace making wudu, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, That when it was said to him that this is the palace of Umar ibn al-Khattab, the Prophet ﷺ remembered the ghira of Umar, the, the protective jealousy that Umar had towards his women. And there's a woman next to this palace making wudu. So the Prophet ﷺ said, he turned away. When he heard that this palace is for Umar, he turned away because he remembered the protective jealousy that Umar has towards his women. So the Prophet ﷺ is narrating this dream to his companions. And Umar is amongst them. He's hearing the Prophet ﷺ narrate this dream. And he starts to cry hearing this dream. He starts to cry and he says, Ya Rasulullah, a'alayka aghar? Ya Rasulullah, can I have this type of ghira regarding you? Yes, if it was any other man. And he's looking in the direction where one of my women is there, of course I will have ghira. But for you, Ya Rasulullah, how can I have ghira regarding you, Ya Rasulullah? Ya Rasulullah, a'alayka aghar? And he cried, radiallahu anhu wa arda. So this is another beautiful narration which shows the, the greatness of Umar ibn al-Khattab, that he is in Jannah, he has a beautiful palace in Jannah. And... Also from his virtues is that he was a person who had this ghira, he had this, this protective instinct towards his women. Also from the virtues of Umar ibn al-Khattab is that he was given glad tidings that he would die as a shaheed. While he was alive on earth, he was given the glad tidings that he would die the most honorable death, the death of a martyr, the death of a shaheed. Once the Prophet ﷺ and Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman were on the mountain of Uhud. The Prophet ﷺ, Abu Bakr, Umar and Uthman, they're on the mountain of Uhud and the mountain starts to shake. So the Prophet ﷺ, he addresses the mountain, he speaks to the mountain of Uhud and he says, Uthbut ya Uhud, he said, remain firm, ya Uhud. Don't shake, ya Uhud. Surely upon you there is a prophet and a siddiq and two martyrs. The prophet is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa The siddiq, it's Abu Bakr. And the two martyrs are Umar and Uthman. So he was given glad tidings that he would be a shaheed while he was still alive. Radiallahu anhu wa ardah. Also from the narrations which which mentioned the great virtue of Umar ibn al-Khattab is the narration that was narrated by Abu Umama al-Bahili where he mentions that the Prophet wasallam mentioned a dream that he had. So the Prophet wasallam said that he had a dream where he entered Jannah and he heard some sounds of movement in Jannah. So the Prophet ﷺ, he's in Jannah and he hears some sounds in Jannah like someone is moving. And he asks, who is this sound coming from? Where is this sound coming from? And it is mentioned to the Prophet ﷺ, this is Bilal. Bilal, the Mu'addin of Rasulullah ﷺ. He is also from the people of Jannah. Then the Prophet ﷺ mentions that he continued moving. And he saw that most of the people of Jannah, he's in Jannah and he's seeing the people of Jannah. He said that he saw that most of the people of Jannah were the poor Muslims. 
the poor Muslims and the children of Muslims who died before they reached the age of puberty. So young children who died before adolescence, they comprised a big population of the people of Jannah and also poor Muslims. And then he said, and the fewest people I saw, the fewest people I saw were the rich people and women. So I saw a lot of poor Muslims and a lot of young children, but I didn't see many rich people, few rich people and few women. So it was said to the Prophet ﷺ regarding this, as for the rich people, they're going to come to Jannah. The rich Muslims, they're going to come to Jannah, but they are delayed with the hisab. They're delayed in entering Jannah because they have to answer for all of that wealth. They had so much wealth and they have to be asked about it. They're going to be asked about it. Where did you get this wealth? What did you spend this wealth upon? So this takes time. This accounting, this hisab, it takes time. So they will enter Jannah, but they will be delayed in entering Jannah because their hisab is going to take some time. As for the poor Muslims, no money, no hisab for the money. So they enter earlier. And regarding the women, it was said to the Prophet ﷺ that the women, they were distracted by the two red things. أَمَّا النِّسَاءَ as for the women, the reason why you don't see them in Jannah because on this earth they were distracted by Al-Ahmaran, the two red things. And the two red things, Al-Ahmaran, they are Al-Zahab Wal-Harir. They were distracted in this world by gold and silk. Meaning they, they spent too much time with beautification and fashion and this type of thing to the extent where it, it distracted them from the religion. So this was mentioned to the Prophet ﷺ. Then the Prophet ﷺ continues and he says, After this, then we exited Jannah from one of the eight gates of Jannah. Jannah, it has eight gates. So the Prophet ﷺ said, we exited from one of the eight gates. And then the Prophet ﷺ says, when I was at the gate, a scale was brought to me. When I was at the gate, a scale was brought to me. A scale which has two sides. Right? And the Prophet ﷺ mentions that he was put himself on one side. The Prophet ﷺ on one side of the scale and the rest of his ummah on the other side of the scale. And the side of the Prophet ﷺ was heavier than the side which contained the rest of his ummah. Meaning the iman of the Prophet ﷺ is greater than the iman of the whole ummah combined. So this shows the position of the Prophet ﷺ with regards to this ummah. Then the Prophet ﷺ continues. He says, then Abu Bakr was brought forward. Abu Bakr was brought forward. And he was placed on one side of a scale. And the rest of the ummah was placed on the other side of the scale. And the side of Abu Bakr was heavier than the side of the rest of the ummah. So the iman of Abu Bakr is greater than the iman of the rest of this ummah. And of course, that's not including the Prophet ﷺ. Then the Prophet ﷺ continued. He said, and then Umar an, Umar ibn al-Khattab an, he was brought forward and he was put on one side of a scale and the rest of the ummah was placed on the other side of the scale and the side of Umar was heavier than the rest of the ummah. And of course, that does not include the Prophet ﷺ and Abu Bakr. But... The rest of the ummah 
the Iman of Umar ibn al-Khattab is greater than all of the members of this Ummah except the Prophet and Abu Bakr combined. So this is another narration which shows the greatness, the virtue of Umar ibn al-Khattab and the strength of his Iman. In another narration, the Prophet said, praising Umar ibn al-Khattab he said, Inna Allah ja'ala al-haqqa ala lisani Umara wa qalbih. That surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed the truth. He has placed the truth on the tongue of Umar and in the heart of Umar So he was very severe as the Prophet said, وَأَشَدُّهُمْ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ Umar." the most severe in the the most strict in the religion of allah with regards to the rules of allah the most strict one of this ummah is umar ibn al-khattab so he was so strict regarding the deen regarding the religion that people were afraid of him even hearing his voice people would would get scared so there's a narration that was narrated from sa'ad ibn abi waqqas where he mentions that some of the women from the Quraysh, they were talking to the Prophet ﷺ, and they were talking and talking and talking. And their voices were kind of loud. They were talking to the Prophet ﷺ. Then Umar ibn al-Khattab came and he asked for permission to enter. And when these women heard the voice of Umar ibn al-Khattab they got startled, they got scared, and they started fixing their hijab. They started making sure, okay, that their hijab is okay. And then the Prophet ﷺ gave Umar permission to enter. Umar entered, and the Prophet ﷺ was laughing. And Umar he said to the Prophet ﷺ, seeing him laughing, he said, Ya Rasulullah, adhakallahu sinnak. He asked the Prophet ﷺ, Ya Rasulullah, why are you laughing? And then the Prophet ﷺ explained to him why he was laughing. He said, I'm amazed with what these women did. That they were sitting and they were talking and when they heard your voice, then suddenly they got scared and they started fixing their hijab and everything. So then Umar he said, Ya Rasulullah, they're scared of me and they weren't scared of you. You have more right that they should be scared in your presence than my presence. You have more right for this than me. And then he addressed those women. And he said, Ay, aduwati anfusihinna tahibnani wala tahabina Rasulullah. That you have fear of me and you don't have fear of Rasulullah. Ya aduwati anfusihinna tahibnani wala tahabina Rasulullah. That you're afraid of me and you're not afraid of Rasulullah. You are enemies to your own selves. And then the women, they replied to Umar, they said, yeah, we are scared of you and we're not scared of him because you are rough and tough and he is very soft and gentle. So that is why we are scared of you and we are not afraid of him. So this was the way of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said to Umar radiallahu he said, إِيهِ يَبْنَ خَطَّابِ إِيهِ يَبْنَ الْخَطَّابِ وَالَّذِي نَفْسِي بِيَدِهِ مَا لَقِيَ كَالشَّيْطَانُ قَطْ سَالِكًا فَجًّا he said, O oh son of Al-Khattab, I swear by the one in whose hand my life is in. I swear by Allah that the shaitan never saw you t- 
taking one path except that he took a path other than your path. The shaitan sees you walking one way, he makes sure he goes another way. This was the, the strictness of Umar ibn Khattab that even the shaitan was scared of him. The shaitan doesn't want to be anywhere near Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu This was his strictness in the religion of Allah. And regarding this, there is a, uh, a nice story that happened recently actually in Mecca. You know, Al-Masjid Al-Haram in Mecca, it has many gates. It has many entrance points, entrance gates. And these gates have different names. And a number of them are named after the companions of the Prophet Wasallam. So there is Bab Abi Bakr, there is Bab Umar, there is Bab Ali, there is Bab Uthman. There are so many gates to enter the Haram. And one of them is Bab Umar, Bab Umar ibn Al-Khattab, the gate of Umar ibn Al-Khattab radiallahu anhu. And once there was someone in Mecca who was from those misguided people who cursed the companions of the Prophet wasallam. And these people, they have hatred for Abu Bakr and Umar. So one of these people happened to be in Mecca and the hotel that he was staying in, it was near Bab Umar. It was near the gate of Umar ibn al-Khattab. So he came out of his hotel and he saw Bab Umar ibn al-Khattab. And he said, I'm not going to enter in the gate of Umar ibn al-Khattab. I'm going to find some other gate to enter. I will not enter the gate of Umar ibn al-Khattab. And there was a good sheikh who was around the area who heard this. And when he heard this, he said, Rahimakallahu ya Umar, farrash shaytanu minka hayyan wa mayyita. He said, may Allah have mercy upon you, ya Umar. The shaytan, he ran away from you while you were alive and he's still running away from you even in your death. That this guy, he doesn't want to enter the gate of Umar ibn al-Khattab. So this is the honor, the respect, the greatness of this great companion of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with him and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy upon him and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us on Yawm al-Qiyamah with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Abu Bakr and Umar and the rest of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'in. Inshallah next week we will continue with the biography of Umar radiallahu anhu. Barakallahu feekum wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.